When Billy Graham was 90 years, 92 years old, he was struggling with Parkinson's disease. And before he was about to turn 93 years old, he was invited to a meeting no, of church leaders. So when Billy Graham uh, stepped up uh, to give his speech no, in that luncheon, okay, uh, he said, Today, I'm reminded of Albert Einstein, the great physicist who was honored as the man of the century. He said one time, Albert Einstein was traveling from Princeton on a train. And when the conductor was asking him for his ticket, you know, he could not find it. He kept on looking for it. Hindi niya mahanap yung ticket niya. But the conductor said, It's all right, Sir Einstein. I know who you are. And I know you bought a ticket. Pero siyempre, no, hanap ng hanap. Di ba? Ganun pag matanda na. Hanap ka ng hanap. Hanap ng hanap. Okay? And hindi pa rin niya makita. So yung conductor, ano na, naglalakad na, papunta sa harap. Hanap pa rin ng hanap si Mr. Einstein. Okay? Then the conductor turned around and said, Mr. Einstein, I know who you are. I know you bought a ticket. It's all right. And Albert Einstein said, Young man, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where I'm going. No, I need to know my ticket because I don't know where I'm going. Having said that, Billy Graham continued, Do you see the suit that I'm wearing? Yung ano niya, Americana. Do you know, do you see the suit that I'm wearing? It's a brand new suit, sabi niya. It's bago to. I went out and bought a new suit for this uh, meeting and also for one more occasion. And you know what that occasion is? This is the suit in which I'll be buried in. But when you hear I'm dead, I don't want you to rem immediately remember the suit I'm wearing. I want you to remember this. I not only know who I am, I also know where I'm going. I also know where I'm going. You see, life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. So may each of us have lived our lives so that when our ticket is punched, we don't have to worry about where we are going. So my UECP family, do you know where you are going? Do you know where you are going? The message today is an encouragement and also a warning to all of us. Don't believe in just what people say, but believe in what God says. Don't believe in just what people say to you, but believe in what God says, in what the Bible says. Study the scriptures, understand it, meditate upon it, and live it out while you are still here on earth. The Bible is reliable and can be trusted without a shadow of a doubt. People will say, what they want to say, 
because it usually allows them to live out a sinful life without worrying about their conscience. You see the mockers or the false teachers in 2 Peter chapter 3, okay, didn't believe that Jesus is coming again. So they are spreading doubts and influencing others not to believe anymore. If Jesus was coming, you know, for the false teachers, if Jesus was coming, he should have come already. And if you don't believe in Jesus returning, then you can live your life the way you want without rules and accountability. If we don't believe that Jesus is coming again, then we can just live our life according to how we want to live it. So my friends, we must believe that Jesus will come again in his perfect time. In college, now most of us went through college, in college, we always wait uh, for the first 15 minutes. Ganun yung college namin dati. First 15 minutes, di ba? Excited tayo. Pagpasok natin, pag wala yung teacher, di ba? Nagbibilang tayo lahat. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. No, Sana hindi dumating yung teacher. Kasi after 15 minutes, ano? Absent na. Alis, alis na tayo. Wala yung teacher. No? Absent na. Okay. We are so happy and rejoicing no? when the teacher does not come. In the same way, mockers or the false teachers think the same way. They have given much time to God and He did not show up. Thus, He must not be coming again. Yun yung belief ng mga false teachers, ng mga mockers dito sa 2 Peter. They're thinking, now we have given Jesus so much time and He did not come. Therefore, He must not be coming. It's like you're telling God, I have given you enough time and it's your fault you didn't show up on time. So my friends, never question God's timing. Because our understanding of time and God's time is different. It's different. So in 2 Peter 3 verse 1 to 2, it says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. So also to us today, I hope we can recall and also reflect. Let's recall and reflect on God's word. Don't get distracted by this world. Don't get deceived by false teachers. We are easily swayed in life, but one thing that we can hold on to is the Scriptures. I hope we are reminded today that we must always go back to the Scriptures. I know sometimes it's kind of boring you know, to read our Bible every day, to have our devotion every day. But if we really want you know, to have a relationship with our Lord and Savior, we have to go back to the Bible. Peter wants to stimulate us. He wants us to recall and reflect in life. Why? Because, yun nga, in the same way yung mga Old Testament people, New Testament, we are a forgetful generation. We often forget about God's goodness and grace in our lives. And when good times come, we tend to fall back to our old ways. 
But when we reflect, we begin to recall God's goodness and it stimulates us to keep our focus on the prize. My friends, I hope that we could recall and reflect God's goodness sa life natin. Because every time we can reflect on God's goodness, we see how a great God we have, we see God's power, and we see God's perfect timing. In verse 3 to 7, it says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Now, scoffers can also be um, the false teachers. No? Uh, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters, also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. My friends, don't be fooled by false teachers. Don't be fooled by mockers, by scoffers who will come and they will plant doubts and question, is Jesus really coming again? Isn't everything just going on as it is on earth? In short, the false teachers or mockers don't believe in the second coming because they just want an excuse of not following the scriptures. No, they want us, they want to also influence us. Don't follow the scriptures. It's not true. If Jesus was to come, he should have already come. So the scriptures must not be true. Three reasons why um, there will be false teachers who will say that Jesus is not coming again. They want to follow their own evil desires. That's what Peter said. No, they want to live their sinful lives. So to, for them to live their sinful life with a clear conscience... They have to influence others to also say it's all right not to live according to scriptures. The false teachers, their faith is to see is to believe. No? Wala si Jesus, therefore, hindi totoo yan. And third, they deliberately forget about God's word. And sometimes guilty rin tayo dito. We deliberately choose what we want to obey in the scriptures and what we don't want to obey. Medyo selective tayo. My friends, if you believe in scripture, then we have to believe in the second coming. And this is what Peter is saying. So don't be fooled. Okay? Don't be fooled to deny the second coming is not only to deny the Christian's future hope, but also to deny the judgment of sinners at the return of Christ. Again, to deny the second coming is not only to deny the Christian's future hope, but also to deny the judgment of sinners at the return of Christ. No wonder, no? Um, 
those who don't believe you know, in scriptures, they deny the second coming because it is more comfortable to live in sin with the false assurance that they would not be judged by God at the end. In verse 8 to 9, it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, sabi ni Peter, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So don't forget this one thing Now Peter is saying. You see, God's timing, sabi ni Peter, is different from our human perspective of time. We are always in a hurry. You know? Why? Because our time is limited. But God's time is infinite. Okay? Alam mo, nung nag-vote ako, nung last election, three hours ako nag-vote. Ang tagal nung precinct ko. No? Tapos nakikita ko yung mga ibang kasama ko. Ang bibilis. No? Si Aya Patrick. No? Parang 15 minutes lang siya. Tapos na. Magkatabi lang kami ng pila. No? No? Ang dami dumakating. Magkakatabi. Bibilis niyo. Ako 3 hours. Patient lang. No? Bawal sumingit. No? Sabi ng mga iba, Aya, pastor ka. Pwede ka sumingit. Ay ko, hindi pwede. Pastor nga ako. Bawal. <laughs> okay? Kasi magagalit. Di ba? God's timing is different. We are always in a hurry. Di ba? Because our time is limited. But God's time is infinite. Two things about God we must understand and Peter wants us to understand. The Lord keeps His promises. Okay? What He says will come to pass. He's a God who fulfills what He says. We always have to recall and reflect on that, that the Lord keeps His promises. And sometimes we forget that no? because we're so frustrated with life. But we can always go back to Scripture and we can see that the Lord does keep His promises. And number two, the Lord is patient. He is patient not because God is slow, but He is patient for a reason. God is patient you know, so that we will have a chance to hear the gospel and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you recall and reflect, how many times was the gospel preached to you before you came to know Jesus Christ? Diba? Ako growing up at Hope, grade 2 to grade 6, you know, once a week chapel, gospel yan, gospel lang gospel, diba? Tumatayo tayo lahat kasi lahat ng tao nag accept Diba? Pag sinabi, who wants to accept? Lahat yan, tatayo. Kami din, tatayo kami lahat. No? Pero hindi namin alam ano nangyayari. No? Kasi sabi, who wants to accept Jesus? Nakakaya alam mo pag ikaw lang nakaupo. <laughs> so lahat kami tumatayo. Okay? But imagine the gospel was preached, it was preached, it was preached, and nung first year, naging Christian na ako. Because the gospel was preached again and again and again and again. And the delay, you know, on God is not slow actually, but He's actually giving us a chance to hear the gospel and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
You see, the delay of God in judging sinners has made possible our salvation. It also provides opportunities for others to be saved. Therefore, it is good that the Lord is patient. So Peter is saying, we must view the length of time God has tarried from the standpoint of who God is rather than from our own limited vantage point. God is eternal. We are mere mortals. God has no beginning and no end. So don't forget this one thing Peter is saying. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He can do in a very short time which would take us forever. For example, God was able to compress an eternity of judgment into those few hours our Jesus Christ suffered on the cross of Calvary. In verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with all of us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. This is often misunderstood as saying that at the end, everyone will be saved. Diba? But what Peter is saying is that God actually does not delight in the suffering of men, but in their salvation. Yes, God has a desire that all of us, He wants all of us to be saved. Our Lord did not delight in His death at Calvary, but He submitted to it as the Father's will. The Lord surely did not delight in the suffering and torment of His Son, Jesus Christ. Peter is simply telling us that God does not desire that any should perish in sin, but He does purpose it. He does purpose it. So far, uh, some things that we can take home from our message this morning. Number one, I hope that we could recall and reflect God's goodness in our life. Number two, don't be fooled by mockers, but stick to the scriptures because Christ will return again one day. And don't forget this one thing, that God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And He is always on time, and He is patient for a reason. In 2 Peter 3, verse 10 to 12, it says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, the heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought we to be? We ought to live holy and godly lives. And as we look forward to the day of God and speed its coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. So what is the day of the Lord? What is the day of the Lord? According to Peter, it's a scary day. Heavens will disappear with a roar. Elements will be destroyed by fire. Earth and everything will be laid bare. It's actually a dramatic destruction when Peter is describing it. 
uh, destruction by fire involving great heat so intense it literally melts the earth and the elements. So the day of the Lord is a day of destruction such as never been seen before. So Peter describes a fire so intense that even indestructible matter is completely destroyed. So the question that you know, we ask, will this really happen? The answer is yes, because the Bible says so. Because our belief in the coming of the day of the Lord is based solely upon our confidence in God and in His Word. The next question is, when is this gonna happen? My answer is, do you really want to know the answer to that question? Gusto mo ba malaman? Ako ayoko malaman. Di ba? Gusto ko pag dumating siya, dumating na lang siya. Di ba? Kasi pag bukas siya darating. <laughs> no? Di ba? Pag bukas siya dumating, anong gagawin mo? No? Siguro pag bukas yung kasal niyo, ngayon papakasal ka na, no, Russell. No? Di ba? Kasi bukas na darating si Jesus eh. Di ba? I don't want to know. Okay, I don't want to know. But I know He is coming. You see, as Christians, it's not our job to know the specific time of when things will happen. But it's our job or our responsibility to live a certain way, knowing that this will happen one day in God's perfect time. Because as I said earlier, God is all-powerful. So how should we live then? No? Peter said, how should we live as Christians knowing that the day of the Lord will come one day? He said, we ought to live holy and godly lives. And second, we also should look forward. Look forward? <laughs> yes, look forward to the day of God. We should look forward to the day of God because that day is the day of justice. Uh, it's the day of justice accomplished on earth where wrongs will be made right and evildoers will receive just punishment. So what are we to do as Christians as we look forward to His coming? Application, no? We have to live a holy life, number one. We have to live a holy life. Second, we have to proclaim the gospel to others. This is the reason why we must proclaim the gospel, share the gospel. Third, we have to pray. We have to be in constant communication with the Lord. And to end in verse 13, Peter said, But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We are those who await judgment. We are not those who await judgment pala, but we await God's salvation. So if we're already a Christian, if we already have Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, if we're already living you know, in a relationship with Jesus, don't be afraid of the day of the Lord. 
Because we are not those who await judgment. We await God's salvation. The destruction of this present creation is actually a necessary step in preparation for the new heavens and new earth which are to come. The destruction of this creation in the day of the Lord is like a demolition of an old building to make way for the construction of a new one in its place. So to my UECP family, don't be afraid, but instead let us look forward to the new heaven and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. Since the kingdom is characterized by righteousness, we should also live righteously. To end, no? as Christians, we often hear the word holiness and righteousness. And in our message today, Paul tells us as we look forward to the second coming, we must be holy and live righteously. So what is the difference between holiness and righteousness? Okay. We are righteous because God counts Jesus' goodness instead of our sins when we have faith in Jesus. Again, we are righteous because God counts Jesus' goodness instead of our sins when we have faith in Jesus. We are being holy naman as we obey God more and more. Okay? Being righteous is dependent on faith. Paul in Romans quotes Genesis 15 verse 6 about Abraham. He said, And Abraham believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. So being righteous is not based on what we do. Okay? It's not based on what we do, but something we receive when we believe in God's promises. That's righteousness. But being holy means being set apart for God. We always hear that. Holiness or holy is being set apart for God. All believers, no? if you're a believer, we are set apart for God and are therefore made holy. Being made holy is not a one-time event. Okay? Iba sa righteousness. Righteousness is a one-time event. Holiness is a continuing process. Every day, we are being made holy and more holy and holy. So as we are living with God, we are growing in faith more and more, and we are caught into the likeness of Christ. So, what is the difference between righteousness and holiness? Okay, so you can remember this term, huh? what we are and what we are becoming. You just have to keep that in mind. What is the difference between righteousness and holiness? What we are and what we are becoming. Okay? We are righteous and we are becoming holy. That's the difference. Okay? We are righteous through faith in Christ and we are becoming holy as we grow in faith in Christ. Again, we are righteous through faith in Jesus Christ and we are becoming holy as we grow in Christ. So my friends, the message today is Christ is coming again. Therefore, be holy and live rightly. So are you ready 
Do you know where you are going?